Beth. And I'm Jamie. Welcome to Driver Picks the Podcast. Where I pick the podcast. And I shut my cake hole. And today we're going to be discussing the 15th episode of Season 3 of Supernatural titled Time is on my side. Jamie, what did you think? Okay, I want to start with Lilith. Okay. Okay. Because she holds the contracts. She does. Wow. Look. Information. Revolution. We love it. But she's also like the lead. How many responsibilities does this one demon have? Arguably too many. <laughs> like, this episode answered some questions that I've had, that I've some predictions that I've made. Yeah. But also inspired a whole slew of new ones. <laughs> what the fuck is the structure of hell? That this leader of hell is the one who apparently holds the contracts. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. It's fucked up, Is man. it like fucking parliament or something? And like they have like... And you departments. Know, departments. And you know how Peter Garrett was like responsible for like education, mm. the arts, and like this other random thing? Yeah. And it's like... How is one person supposed to run all three of those? Yeah. What? So what's Lilith in charge of? So she's in charge of the contracts yeah. for demon deals. Yep. Okay. So that's number one. She's also in the running for new leader of hell, yeah. we assume, is the, the goal there. Yes. Yeah. She's also head of the Murder Sam squad. Yeah. Which I feel like those two could be, like, combined. But ultimately, they are separate. Like, the Murder Sam squad is, like, a subcommittee. Yes, you're correct. It's, like, a it's a political agenda, but you could have one without the other. Like, yeah. they're not... You don't have to be both. You don't have to be running for hell parliament and also wanting to murder Sam. Yeah. But you can be both. <laughs> What else is she doing? Is that it? What else has she got going? She's just vibing. She's just out here vibing. She's just out here vibing. <laughs> I'm just like, how many things is this one demon fucking doing? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem if they act, like if they actually do kill her because then like, who's going to take over? I don't know. <laughs> Lilith the Junior? Like, has she, <laughs> has she got like a, an intern just like ready to take over? Yeah, I imagine it because she's like a five-year-old kid, right? Like, well, at least when we see her Yeah, in, she's a kid. She's in Bellow. She's like a, like, I would say eight, nine, ten-year-old kid. Like, yeah. a young girl. Now I'm just imagining her trainees like a toddler. <laughs> like a literal infant. Yeah. Just like vibing in his, like, jumperoo yeah. or whatever. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, other than how is she micromanaging so many things, do you have any other... Because, like, she really is, isn't she? She really is. Do you have any other feelings about Lilith that you want to discuss? We don't get a whole hell of a lot outside of that information about Lilith this episode. Look, I'm still honestly in the camp of, like, killing the person who holds the contracts, so therefore killing Lilith... Yeah. ...isn't going to undo the contracts. Yeah. We talked about this last episode. It just seems like that's not how legality works. No. Yeah. Okay, but let's talk about the rest of this episode for a minute. Yes, let's. Because it's a lot. It, yeah. I, okay, I, this episode, I'm pretty sure it was written by Sarah Gamble. Uh, so I just double checked. It is, yeah, look, this episode, it was written by Sarah Gamble. And normally I love her episodes, or at least I like them more than other writers. But this one is not one of my favorites. It just, I don't know what it is about it. I just don't love it. It is certainly not one that I choose to go back and rewatch, like, singularly. Like, I'll rewatch it as part of, like, a rewatch. Yeah. But I'm not gonna be like, oh, you know what episode I want to go back to? <laughs> Season 3, episode 15. The one where Frankenstein is both the monster and the doctor. Literally. I, <laughs> I don't... It just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Sorry. 
by the internal logic of this episode, mm-hmm. this episode is the it was just the normal human all along episode. Mm-hmm. Because according to Sam, it is not magic, but it's science. just science. Which is what doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, you have an you have a universe where the supernatural exists <laughs> and your thoughts for eternal life are not Oops, this doctor accidentally stumbled onto some really powerful dark magic. Yeah. Your explanation is, oh, he just found some weird science. <laughs> I Okay, I have so many fucking questions about how this immortality shit works. Because does he... I, I, I don't even know where to start with this. This is going to be one of those things where I'm just going to get stuck in a rabbit hole. So I'm just bracing you for that. Okay. But... So we really need to break out the word logistically here. Literally. Logistically, how is this fucking possible? I recognize it's not. But they've said it is. Yeah. So I'm going to take their word for that, and I'm going to fucking brainstorm on this for a minute. So he's immortal. Yeah. Right? So he can't die. Okay. I understand that. However, if, say, you burnt his body to... Like, what if you incinerated him? Yeah. Full cremation, nothing left. Surely he's now dead. You'd hope so. Right. Okay. So Otherwise he's sentient so ash. Li- <laughs> Which is horrifying. <laughs> dust to dust, I guess. <laughs> but, like, how does it work? Like, I understand the concept of being immortal, okay? But here's the thing. Whoa, I'm about to bring this back to Twilight. I haven't done that for a hot minute. But the Twilight vampires, and also, for that matter, actually, other, like, vampires within, like, Supernatural... Mm-hmm are, for all intents and purposes, immortal. They don't age. Like, as long as they are not killed, they will continue to live. Yeah. But for some reason in this episode, the interpretation seems to be you also can't kill them. Like, immortal to me, Mm -hmm. to me, is like, unless someone forcibly kills you, you won't die. And also sometimes forcibly killing them has to be in a specific way. way. For it to actually be fatal versus just an injury. Like Achilles' heel. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, it might be super specific, but there's still a way to do it. Yeah. But this seems to be like... Like vampires is typically staking, beheading, burning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't know what the, like, I I just can't, it's like... John literally cut this dude's heart out. And Sam's like, well, he must have just plugged in a new one. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? But also by that logic, here's the thing. If he is functional enough without a heart to go out and hunt somebody to get a new heart. Then why does he need a new heart? Exactly. Like, dude. Like, Also, I let's get philosophical for a second oh, here, right? Oh, fuck, man. It's like the ship of Theseus. At what point does it stop being the same yes. dude? Yes. At what point has he replaced everything? Is it still the mm-hmm. same dude? Yeah. Does he ever have to replace his brain? Because, like, that's a good the fucking telomeres in his cell structure are going to... Exactly. Ex- literally, it makes no sense. I'm so mad about it. Because you're right. They could have made it like a supernatural thing. I understand why they didn't because the whole point is that they don't want to get involved in more supernatural stuff because of like the demon deal. I, I get that aspect narratively, storytelling wise. Yeah. I get it. But the actual concept is so inherently flawed that I can't excuse it. And that's me saying yeah. that. And I excuse a lot of shit in this show. But this, not. Nah, um, this is where I draw the fucking line. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Here's the thing. If it was magic... 
it would, would make sense. sense. But because it's meant to be just science, science. I'm like, it doesn't. Like, I'm literally sitting here. So but Dean, also, like, shoots him, and yeah. it's like, whatever. Lovely. Okay. Fine. I, I can get Fine. behind that. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, is this man also, does he also not feel pain? Because he doesn't even react to being shot. But I don't think being immortal makes you, in, makes you like, inherently numb. So, like, unless you want to argue that, like, his nerve endings are dead, but then if his nerve endings are dead, then, like, how does he fuck? So, I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And then he's, like, going around being shot willy-nilly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Dean stabs him with the chloroform dipped yeah. knife, which, all right, cool, good. Okay, I have questions about that knife, though. Absolutely. Because the knife is too big Does not bottle. fit in the bottle. How I, I assume he poured it and then just but said dipped. He's a anyway. Look, that's not that's not the logistics thing of this episode that pisses me off. Like I agree, but it's not what I'm focusing on right now. Literally though, and then he stabs him, and then he's like, "Yeah, it's getting pumped all around your body." Yeah. Is it? Because you just stabbed his heart. Because yeah, that would stop a normal heart. And also, you shot him so many times, and that did nothing. So why would chloroform do anything? Like, so he can be chloroformed. Also, I don't know about the logistics of using chloroform, but I'm pretty sure sure. normally you have to inhale it. Yeah, literally, you didn't put it in this lung. You (laughs) just... Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure if you got chloroform in your blood, it would be bad. But I just... I hate this fucking villain so much. He's so stupid. But I'll give him this. His hair. He's got nice hair. (laughs) I don't know who he stole it from. (laughs) But it looks good. Like, the rest of his face is, like, absolutely, like, completely, like, yeah. he's got stitches everywhere or whatever, but his hair is on point. What gets me, though, about the stitches everywhere, right? Mm. Why didn't he just steal an entire fucking I face? I also Why did not this? have it, like, around the perimeter so that it's disguised by the hairline? I where know. the I know. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It just doesn't. And also, Why would he just steal that it? patch of skin? Actually, here's another question. Yeah. Going back to, like, the heart thing. Because, I like, the, you had an excellent question about the brain. I don't think there's any possible answer to that one. So we'll just ignore it. But he steals the heart. Yeah. Right? He cuts the heart out. Which, by the way, fucking horrifying. Yeah. I, do, I did like the use of the heart rate monitor on the watch. I did think that was fun. I find it very funny, though, that, like, he, the dude's completely stripped from, like, the waist up. And he just been, decided not to take off the watch. Yeah. It was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> it was like dramatic effect. I also yeah. find it funny that the actual beeping speed does not increase. <laughs> you just see the number increase. Yeah. But the beeping stays the same. I think that's funny. Anyway, he pulls out this heart. Yeah. This guy gets to see his own beating heart, which while disgusting is kind of cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I would never want to see my own beating heart, but I do think what get- it would be kind of cool. <laughs> okay, but what gets me though is this... Dude's a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. He doesn't even fucking knock them out for the surgery. I know. He's, like, waiting for them to wake up. To, like, operate on to them. To, like, not what, just get their them? consent? To be like, oh, just letting you know I'm going to take your kidney now, please, and but thank also, you. also, here's the other thing that gets me. If he has to take, like, the heart from someone, right? Uh-huh. Why doesn't he just take all of the bits he needs from yes. the same fucking right. day? Why is he just, like, this selecting, like, choice pieces? I know. Like, if he needed a new set of eyes, why did he take the eyes from the from same dude he stole the heart guy. from? And, like, I understand if he was, like, if his point was, like, oh, I don't want to kill anyone. I just want to take what yeah. I need. Except that if you're taking someone's fucking heart, they're going to die anyway. So why bother taking the liver and the kidney from the other dudes? Why not just take it all from yeah, the same goddamn person? Harvest one body at a time. My God. 
This comes back to our fucking nose-to-tail consumption. Like, this is just not sustainable, my good sir. But also, here's my point. Sure, he's removed the heart. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. My my belief is suspended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's removed the heart. Mm -hmm. How's he put it in him? How? Is he lying on the table? Like, you know how you have those mirrors above beds? Yeah. table looking at himself in the mirror carving his that seems like the least funny use of a mirror like that this this is the most ridiculous and at this point i'm like my belief can no longer be suspended this is the dumbest shit i've ever seen in my life like i'm so sorry sarah if you're listening you you will not be i just you know what would have made this episode slap though like they could have done the same premise right Mm. but it's a couple Yes. One's a vampire who's going to live forever. Uh-huh. And the other is... Like their SO that they're their trying to keep alive. That they're trying to keep alive. Yeah. But they don't want to make their significant other a vampire because, you know, it's cursed because, them for like, all eternity Twilight. or whatever. Yeah. So they do this shit to keep the significant other alive. Yeah. And do you know what? We that have... makes sense. It, it, it yeah. makes more sense than whatever the fuck this shit is. And, like, actually in, like, a later season, I can't remember which one, but there is a plot where there is a couple where one half of the couple is immortal. And, like, you sort of have to see what they have to do to, like, keep up... Their partner. Well, to keep up appearances with their their significant other. Because, obviously, the significant other is aging and they're not aging. So it's, like, a whole thing. But... So they do do that at some point. But just here, they just... Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what was in the fucking water. But it was bad. I mean, they do say in this... I was about to say, they do say in this episode that he normally puts all the um, offal and bile and shit in the river. Yeah, which, ooh, grot. My d- good dude. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, okay, here's my other thing. Okay, yeah. What's he do? Like, with his life? With his eternal life? What's he He's doing? like, yeah, I'm immortal. I guess I'll just hang out in this creepy house. And kill alone. a bunch of people for no reason. He's not even, like, they make a point that he's using, like, silk to stitch mm. up the wounds, which they know is bad. But, like... Bro, you can just... Surely you could find some actual stitches or just a fucking band Like, surely. My bro, you could go to the I pharmacy the and get some that fucking bandages. I mean, I guess the point is that he's just doing it the way that he's always done it. Like, this is what he yeah. knows. But he has a mortal life. Yeah. What the fuck does it matter if your eyes have gone or what... Like, if you have a mortal life, why would your heart go? Why would your kidney go? Why yeah. would your liver go? Here's the thing. I understand if, like, your knees went or something. But, like, this shit is, like, part of eternal life, I would assume, is that these is things do not fucking go. Literally. It's like, okay, what I would have, like, maybe liked to see is, like, an alchemist stone mm. kind of approach to this. Yeah. I think that could have been cool, you know? Yeah. And, like, maybe they have it set up as a scenario where... He's like, oh yeah, like blah 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 blah. Like, there's no catch, and you like know it's too good to be true. Yeah. And then at the end, like it's revealed, like oh god, actually there's this horrible thing going on. We have to kill them. Blah blah blah. I feel like that could have been like an alternative mm. version of the same, essentially the same story. Kind of like they did with um faith, and they had the faith yes. healer. And yes. at first, it was like, oh wow, this too seems to like be true. It, it's a miracle. Like it's it's hopeful, but like there's. Nothing apparently wrong. It just seems kind of weirdly good. Yeah. And then when it's they suspicious. investigated, they were like, oh, no. Yeah. And like, maybe if they'd done that, we would have been like, oh, this is just like a redo mm. of faith. But at least we wouldn't be like, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, okay. Quickly before 
we move on too much from this, I do want to point out the use of maggots. I did think it was cool that they included that because Sam is right. Like, he's talking about the use of maggots in, like, older medicine. He's 100% correct. And actually, like, sometimes they're still used today for certain procedures. And I think it's pretty cool. And I love that Sam is, like, excited about learning about old medicines. I think that's that's pretty cool. I think it's also very fun and interesting. I want to talk about Sam real quick. Yeah. Because Sam... First of all, Sam, sweetie baby, immortality is not the solution. No. Like, just, it's not. But also, when he's climbing down the stairs, he's too tall. He has to, like, fully <laughs> duck. It's so funny. Okay, that was just a tiny point. Yeah, no, that's up. fine. Like, if it was a different scenario, yeah. where it was, like, the Sorcerer's Stone kind mm. of sitch, I can understand Sam being like, Dean, are you sure you want to kill this guy? Mm. Like, there's this is, like, this is, like, your last hope kind of thing. Mm. But in this narrative... With this scenario, it makes no fucking sense. With this form of immortality. Yeah, like, I was like, Sam, do you fucking seriously think this is still a viable option? Look at this. Like, it is beyond obvious from, like, 20 minutes into this episode that this is not a viable fucking idea. And even Sam makes the point, he's like, you know, we do it now. You need a new pancreas or pancreas. Yeah, pancreas, I think it was, in 50 years. And it's like, you don't fucking know, dude. You don't know that. And also, who's to say that there's, like, an end point? Because you're like, oh, well, like, it'll buy us time. And it's like, how do you know this is reversible? What makes you think that once whatever's been done has been done, you can just undo it and then it's all fine and dandy? Sam, sweetie baby. It would be different if it was something like he was, it was like, oh, no, he's doing a ritual every 15 years yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like every fucking full moon or whatever. Like, sure. To give him another 15 years of immortality. Yeah. But no, like, this is, like, Cannot be killed everlasting life, which they didn't really think through, did they? No. The reason I asked her earlier about, like, could they just burn him is because they chose to bury him alive. Yeah. And I'm kind of, like, sitting there, like, all right. What gets me, though, is John's like, oh, yeah, John's a shit hunter. Preface. <laughs> John cut out his heart, which is how John thought to kill him, which, I'm sorry, but why would you not cut his fucking head off? Literally. Literally. Like, why would you not burn him? Why would you not fucking make sure the remains were buried where he's not going to be able to get fucking out? Thank you, because, like, it kind of implies that John cut his heart out and just, what, left the body there? To what? Like, did you not... Did you not... I'm sorry, I literally... This is the thing, this episode just drives me insane. (laughs) It's just so stupid. Oh, Sarah Gamble usually just gives me so much good shit, and for some reason this episode just makes no fucking sense. Oh, quickly on John, though. Okay, yep. His journal, does it look different? It feels like it, it looked like it was lighter. Like, not like, like it was like a darker leather. That's what I thought. I was looking at that journal going, that doesn't fucking look like John's journal. It also looks less thick. Like, I swear it looks different. Like, I swear it's a different prop. I was looking at that going, that's not John's Maybe journal. Maybe they lost the original. Maybe. But, like, I swear in, like, later episodes and stuff, it yeah. looks... Like, maybe they just misplaced it in this one episode yeah. and they were like, lol, this will do. But it looks... Like... I don't know if maybe I'm just, like, misremembering. Or maybe the lighting's slightly different in this episode or something. God, maybe it's because of the the gas lighting or whatever. I don't know. But it looked different, and I thought that was weird. Okay, I think we should go into my PSA for the day while I remember. Ooh, okay. Do you have any guesses of what my PSA is? Do you know what? Um, I didn't for this one. I can't think of anything that you wouldn't immediately disqualify because not actually applicable to real life. See, because my PSA jumped right out at me this week. Oh, did it? Yeah. My PSA this week is do not put something on an open wound 
if you do not know if it's sanitized or even oh. fucking clean because he just grabs a random towel and puts it on her open wound and I'm like that's just looking to get infected you're better off putting nothing on there yeah you were way better just putting nothing on there or, like, or at least like using his own shirt, shirt or something yeah. that you know is like may not sanitized but still generally clean yeah like look around that fucking dungeon of a basement <laughs> do you think anything in there is actually sanitized or clean yeah like yeah. i'm not even going for sanitize at this point man just like just generally clean like when just do you think that towel was last washed filthy like yeah i reckon it was last washed in the fucking river where he <laughs> dumps the fucking awful and bile mm, fecal waste delightful so that was my PSA. Okay, no, that's that's fucking fair, yeah. And I know that this very specific scenario is not one that anyone's ever going to really be in, but it still <laughs> is a valid PSA for basic wound management. Yes, no, I think that is, I think that is fair. I want to talk about Bella. Okay, yeah, Bella. Yeah. How, how are you feeling about Bella's situation? Well, I really like Bella still, so... Yeah, me too. For me... Like the demon deals, mm-hmm. like you are responsible. You, it is your fault. Like you chose. Yeah. You didn't have to do this. You chose to do this. I think it's not Bella's fault. Her demon deal. She was a literal fucking child. Yeah, that's the thing. Dean, grown ass fucking man. John, yeah. grown ass fucking and man. Both. Everyone that we see in Crossroads Blues, yeah, they're young, but they're still over the age of eighteen. She is what fourteen. Minors are not legally allowed to sign legally binding contracts. And also, with all of those other people, like, Crossroad Blues, so, like, obviously the, the demon yeah. was someone by the initial guy, yeah. and then they went into the bar, I'm talking, you're correct, they're all grown-ass adults. You could argue that they may have been intoxicated. Yeah. However, she's a child, and she's not at a crossroads. She's yeah. in a park mm-hmm. on a swing. And at 14, I'm assuming she's not in and aware of the occult. So yeah. it appears that someone else maybe mm. summoned the demon at an earlier date and yeah. the demon hung around in a similar sense to Crossroad Blues and Bella just happened to be there. Yeah. So she didn't go looking for it. No. And as a child, like, well, to be fair, any of them probably just assumed it was like a, a fucking joke. joke. Yeah. And I, I, The only ones that you can... His, I think the only ones who are really responsible for their things are the ones who summoned, summoned a demon. Yeah. Like Dean. Like, like John. John. Like the original guy in Crossroad Blues. Yeah. If you didn't summon them and you mm. weren't aware that they were actually what the trade off was. Yeah. If you do not understand the terms of the contract. Fully the terms of the contract, you cannot be held responsible for the fallout. The yeah. fallout of the contract. Like Yeah. But they're demons and they don't care. But they're demons and they don't care. They don't care that legally can't sign a binding contract until you're 18. So, well, I, to be fair, that's human legality, not necessarily hell no. legality. So uh, That's what I mean. Like, they don't, they don't yeah, care. Yeah, they don't honor that. <laughs> they, they don't care that l- literal children do not understand. It's the severity of it. Yeah. yeah. I, so Bella's death, I... I really like Bella as a mm. character. We've talked about before. Like, she's a very fun, very morally grey human mm. character who's been very fun to have this season. Yeah. So I wasn't live watching season yeah. three. I was still very much yeah. a child when season three was airing. It would have been inappropriate for me to be watching it at that age. But what I have sort of heard retroactively is that the fandom response to Bella was bad. No one seems to like her. And that is part of why 
she was killed off. I personally think that there's probably something to be said for the fact that season four, they sort of changed direction where the show yeah. was going a bit. And I think that if you think about the the course of season three, they kill yeah. off a lot of those like open-ended things that we had from season two. Yeah. Like they kill off Henriksen and now they've killed off Bella, are sort of tying up those loose ends just by killing them off. I think part of the idea of that is to have a fresh slate going into season four. But I wanted to I wanted to point out that from my understanding was the fandom hated Bella. I personally love Bella. I think she's mm. so fun and interesting. And I hate, I hate the way that we leave her off. Yeah. I really do. Um, I'm assuming she never comes back. She's no, not... this is her death. Yeah. She's she's not one of the ones where it's like playing fucking whack-a-mole. Yeah. <laughs> they're dead. No, they're alive. They're dead. Yeah. Though, again, just with the wasted payoff. Yeah. The wasted pay- She sold her soul, right? She's mm-hmm. going to hell. Why not bring her back as a demon? Yeah. Yeah. Literally. You don't even have to manage to get the same actor. If the actress has, like, scheduling conflicts or whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You could bring back the character. Exactly. Exactly. And this was something that was talked a lot about going into, like, season 15. Mm. Because it was like, well, it's the final season. Like, they're going to do a lot of callbacks. What if we get, like, a demon Bella? That would be really cool. It's feasible. But, alas, no. Hey, look, we got the most important character back in season 15. Hashtag Jenny. (laughs) Jenny the vampire. Yeah, so, look, I just wanted to sort of, like, touch on that. Not, like, in any depth, really, because I wasn't there in fandom at the time, and I can't really speak to it, but I wanted to point out that if any of y'all listening were mean to Bella, come fight me. <laughs> like, I just I just wanted to point out like that Bella. it's just a very interesting turn of events. And I think that you could argue that it's a narrative sense going into season four. They were shaking yeah. things up a bit and they wanted to cut off some of the loose ends that mm. they sort of had hanging because they didn't have a purpose for them moving yeah. forward. But I also think it's partially fan response did not like Bella. That's yeah. what That's my understanding anyway. And I do hate Dean's reaction because you would think, like, I don't know what planet he's living on. And it felt kind of out of character for him to basically accuse her of cold-heartedly murdering her parents. Yeah. Like, for no good reason. Mm -hmm. Because remembering again, she was like fucking 14. In his brain, she killed her parents because she wanted the money. Which makes no sense. Because she would have inherited it anyway. And also, what's a 14-year-old going to do with millions of dollars? Go yeah. to school? Like, <laughs> what? I Yeah, so that really frustrated me as well. Um, especially coming from Dean, who we know tends to be more empathetic with young people in tricky situations yeah. with parental figures. Because obviously... So, yes, although he does make the good point that if she had come to them and told them the truth sooner, yeah. they would have helped her there in a heartbeat. Yeah. I do think that a lot of his anger is coming from the fact that she didn't choose to do that. She instead chose to fuck them over and in the process screw both her and Dean, to his mind anyway. So I do understand his anger at that. But for Bella, she doesn't know if she can trust these fucking assholes. Every time she's screwed them over, they've... Screwed her back. Screwed her right back. Like, and they've taken joy out of fucking her over. I don't like Bella's ending. I think she deserved better. I think they just should have brought her back as a demon a la, like, Ruby or Meg. Yeah, why not? She's already a morally great character. Yeah, she would have transitioned to being, a, like, a demonic presence, yeah. like, 
perfectly. Mm-hmm. And, like, to bring her back a couple seasons from now or something would have been such a nice, like, throwback, yeah. almost. Like, a callback to, like, oh, that's what Bella's up to now. Yeah. Like, you know, she would have been a fucking phenomenal Crossroads demon. Anyway, I didn't want to harp on that too long, but I did want to touch on it because... It makes you sad. It makes me sad. I love Bella and, yeah... While we're talking about things that are bad, though, yeah, the fucking special effects with the ice cream scoop and the eyeball when he's got Sam. Oh, I can't watch that scene because it makes me too uncomfortable. So whatever you're about to talk about, I probably the did special not see. effects in that scene. Holy goddamn shit! The effects on what in particular? Because like I the eyeball. It's like the eyeball <laughs> changes oh, size. Yeah. It like goes really red and stuff as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. Who made that decision? I, I, I don't know. I can't watch that scene, to be honest with you. So if whatever also, you saw... Also, he's like... When he, he... Okay. So, first up, I don't know why he doesn't knock his victims out. Right? When he goes to do the surgery. Yeah. Okay. Just keep them unconscious from just the moment you kidnapped them to the moment they wake up in a bath. Just knock them fucking out. Okay? All right. So, he's got Sam there, right? He's waited till Sam wakes up. So, Sam's awake. Whack he's, choice. Opened his eyes with the tape, mm-hmm. right? For some reason, like, okay, first up, the prop they use looks like a fucking ice cream scoop. I know, I know, because I thought it was weird. I was like, it's so weird seeing an ice cream scoop in a fire. Like, normally, <laughs> normally that would be so cold. Second of all. Or like maybe a melon baller. He, like, heats it up. To cauterize the wound, I would assume. But. He, it would destroy the eyeball. It's going to destroy <laughs> the eyeball. <laughs> bunch of the flesh that's yeah okay you'll cauterize the wound what yeah but it could also be like to make it more sanitary like he could be trying to like but he doesn't let it cool down before he goes to use it so you're gonna cause more damage to that fucking eyeball than is necessary because it's not like he's just got a an instrument heating or whatever to to like cauterize once he's made the incision across the optic nerve it's like no. The entire thing, so you're gonna burn the entire outside of the fucking eyeball. <laughs> what? I know, and it's like it's a scoop. It's not sharp. No. Like, what are you gonna cut with that? Like, like oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible concept, and it's atrocious. I, I think they would have been better off going with like a pair of tongs or something to like pull the eyeball oh. out. Exactly. That's the reaction. I mean, it's the same reaction I had to the scoop. I just. But it actually makes logical sense. Does it? I don't know how easy that would be. Makes more sense than a fucking melon <laughs> scoop. Sorry. My instinct was to literally grab my eyeball between my fingers. I don't know if you were watching me do that going, Bethany, what are you doing? But I was literally just like, huh, can I? I don't know, man. I can't say I've ever really put a lot of thought into the best way to remove an eyeball from someone's skull. But I would agree that unconscious is probably the good first step. Just generally. Like, it's just going to be easier for you That's if they're right. unconscious. Okay, so he, he doesn't knock any of them out for the surgeries, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, how, how can you make a precise incision with the victim fucking moving? Yeah, no, I know. And, like, squirming. And, like, I know that, like, according to, like, the, the dude they interview in the hospital, like, they eventually pass out from the pain. Mm. Which but I really, really quickly want to say, I just fucking love when the victims sass the boys. And I love this fucking guy being like, you know what I do remember? Getting my kidney cut out of my body. Oh my god, this entire episode is just fucking Charlie the Unicorn. 
Do you not remember Charlie the I Unicorn? I remember Charlie the Unicorn. I just don't see the correlation between the episode and the video. He goes to Candy Mountain and he gets his kidney stolen. Oh, I forgot about the kidney. <laughs> mm, I guess I did forget the plot of Candy Mountain. <laughs> yes, no, it makes no fucking sense. I genuinely, this episode is just ridiculous. But I did want to call back to something you mentioned last episode. Because I realised that you made a really good point. Which I think I realised at the time, but this just I make really a lot it. of really good points. So yeah. you're going to have to clarify <laughs> which point. You made the point that surely them actively trying to source a way to get out of the deal would count as them trying to, like, yeah. weaseling out of the deal. I was watching this episode and I was like, Jamie made an excellent point, actually. Because at this point, there is no way... That this does not come across as them trying to weasel out of that contract. Yeah. Because the whole reason that they're tracking this dude, the whole reason they're doing any of this that they're doing in this episode is to try and get Dean out of his deal. That's their entire motivation. So I'm like, I think you made a good point. I think they've actually avoided the contract here. Yeah. Like, if they hadn't up to this point, they most certainly have now. And I don't really have anything else to, to add to that. Yeah. But I just think that you made a very good point about it. And I just wanted to touch on it again. Because absolutely, at this point, they have 100% voided that contract. Yeah. Sam should be dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Rip. They've voided the contract 100 times over at this point. Mm. Like, the amount of times they have tried to weasel their way out of that fucking deal. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, are the demons fucking ignorant? Or just, maybe they don't want to kill Sam. Because if they killed Sam, Sam would go to hell and then he'd become their leader. Oh, so maybe it's political. Maybe it's political. Maybe they're not killing Sam. Because if they did kill Sam... Actually, that's a good point. Because the threat is that Sam fast track. It might fast track his, like, ascension to the throne or whatever. That's a good point. Because, yeah, the threat of Dean weaseling out is that Sam dies. But Sam dying has other implications now. Yeah. Which, okay. So this dude goes to steal Sam's eyeballs. I'm I'm circling back around to this. Okay, that's fine. What impact would the demon blood in Sam's body have on this dude if he had, in fact, managed to steal some sort of organ from Sam? Wait, do you think that he would start having visions? I mean, he does take his eyes. Yeah. Like, symbolically? Huh. I don't know. Because when I thought of that question, I thought before they had confirmed that he was going to take the eyes. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, but what if he wants to take, like... What if he does a blood transfusion? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, what if he takes, like... I know it won't be the heart, cause, but if it takes, like, the lung. Yeah. Oh, hey, or, like, sorry. Another quick, weird question I just realised. How is this man, like, how are the organ transplants not rejecting? Immortality. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. I'm so sorry. Beth, Literally, no, I can't. At this point, we have established <laughs> nothing about the scenario makes sense. Literally nothing. I'm sorry. This is the dumbest fucking shit. I just want to know what would happen to this dude if he just didn't replace shit. Yeah, because like he's immortal. Like surely he would continue to live. And like he says it himself. Like he says eternal life. Like forever young. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's just deluded. <laughs> like I think he's just gone crazy. Maybe because he can't replace his brain. It's just degrading in his skull. And also he's he's like self isolating as well. Like he hasn't had like genuine human connection. Well, yeah, and like Dean makes the point like this isn't life. Yeah. And he's correct. It's not. Wow, what an episode of Supernatural. It really is. Oh, okay. Let's 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 change topic. First of all, very, very quick note. I don't know why it stood out to me this episode in particular, but I feel like Sam's hair has suddenly improved. I don't know why, but I was like looking at him this episode and I was like, your hair looks better than I remember. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not good, but it's not bad this way. What's happened? I just feel like for some reason I looked at Sam's hair and I went, that looks better. I don't remember, like, 
obviously hair is like it changes yeah. like over time or whatever. Grows or something. But I don't know why. I don't know why this episode I was like, your hair looks better than normal. But I just thought that. It's unimportant to anything. But I just wanted to quickly chuck it out there. What I was actually going to change the topic to is Rufus. Yeah. How do we like Rufus? I like Rufus. I fucking love Rufus. <laughs> do we get more Rufus? We get more Rufus. Okay. Yeah. I will just say, though, they use this 100% as an opportunity for product placement and a half. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that fucking whiskey. Yeah. Absolutely. Or is it scotch? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Whatever Johnny Walker is. Yeah. I don't know. I don't drink, so... Dodgy alcohol. I'm Is un- what Johnny Walker is. I'm unhelpful. <laughs> this is like an anti-product placement. <laughs> but no, okay. I love Rufus. I love... Just... I think he's played incredibly well. Mm. I think he just... He has so much character. Mm. Like, we only see him for a couple yeah. of minutes. But he leaves such a lasting impression. Yeah. And he's just so... I don't know, like visceral. I don't mm. know, like he feels very like raw. Yeah, and I I love that. I love that he is one hundred percent not putting up with Dean's shit. Like he's setting some hard boundaries, and I love that for him. We love some some strong boundary setting. Uh, but I also love that Bobby knew him well enough to be like, bring the bottle. <laughs> I was watching when Dean's first introducing himself to Rufus, though, going, "Don't tell me that Dean didn't fucking take Bobby's advice." Yeah. And he's about to get kicked off this fucking front porch, man. I just, I think it's, I think it's funny. I love Rufus. I, I'm really excited to, we don't get him a lot, but I guess it's like, it's not spoilery, so I may as well tell you, but basically back in the day, Bobby and Rufus were like the hunting duo, essentially. Like they worked cases together, not like exclusively, but they have worked cases together in the past. And we actually do get this one really fun episode where... Throughout the case, we get flashbacks to when Bobby and Rufus worked. The like it's like sort of happening simultaneously, yeah. and it's very fun. A very similar case, and they're sort of doing the yeah. It's very fun seeing Sam and Dean working it in like what is then the modern day, and seeing Bobby and Rufus are doing it in like nineteen eighty or whatever. There's <laughs> this really uh, iconic moment where Sam and Dean are digging a grave, and one of them says, "Oh man, there's got to be a better way to do this," and it flashes back, and they've got. It. Like an excavator. <laughs> and it's 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 really fun. I love Rufus and Bobby. They're so they're so fun together. And Rufus is such a good character. Um so I'm excited to see more of him. Okay, let's talk about Bella again for a minute. Okay. And the way she breaks into the hotel room where she knew that Dean and Sam were staying. Uh-huh. Keyword there were. Yeah. <laughs> she breaks in and she just straight up shoots up the beds. What would have happened? If someone else... If someone else... If they'd checked out and someone else had checked into the room. Dude, right? I was thinking that. I was like, you're not even going to double check who the fuck that is before you just shoot them. And, like, she can't have been, like... Because my thought was, initially, I was like, oh, well, maybe she was, like, watching the room to make sure that... But I was like, she can't have been. Because if she was watching the room, she would know they weren't fucking there. So she's just, like, going in blind, essentially. And I love Bella. She is smarter than this. Yeah, she is so. That's the key. Clever. She is smarter than this. Why yeah. didn't she go to like reception or something and and confirm yeah. that it was still? Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh hey, look, my friends checked into this room. Like, yeah, or like whatever. However, yeah, just fucking look at their face very quickly before you shoot them. Like, it's not rocket science. But yes, I also thought that was weird. Like, what if she just straight up murdered two <laughs> randoms? Yeah. Look, I think this 
episode in particular, and I, as I've said it before and I'll say it again, usually Sarah Gamble episodes we tend to enjoy more so than yeah. others. This one, it I don't know. It's just it 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 just my belief can no longer be suspended. Yeah. Like it's just none of it makes sense. Like I think that Bella's decisions don't make a lot of sense. The monster doesn't make a lot of sense. Dean's reaction to Bella's story doesn't make a lot of sense. The only thing that makes sense is Rufus. <laughs> and that's only because oh, Sam's fucking still wanting Dean to try and use this as his immortality like Choice doesn't make any fucking sense. The fact that they solve the problem with what I'm going to dub the no exit strategy, <laughs> which is <laughs> just stick him in a hole in the ground and hoping that they can't get out. Literally. Because, like, that's the thing. This dude is he a has forever. Right? And did you notice? They just put his books on top. Yeah. They didn't burn the books. No. Which they absolutely should have. Yep. Or at least brought them to Bobby's or something uh-huh. for, some, for, like, research purposes. Uh-huh. Yeah. no, they were like, no, we'll just put it in the mud. Yep. I see no flaws in this plan. Just hope that this section of land never gets fucking developed. Right? Right? They didn't even concrete this one. Can you imagine, though, if you're, like, a tradie and you're just, like, excavating for, like, a new housing development or some shit and you find this coffin and it's banging and it's been, like, eight feet under for God knows how long? Dude, I'd cry. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, yeah, like, all they have to do is be like, oh, yeah, no, we're going to put, like, you know, a building here with a basement. Mm-hmm. And suddenly your eternally alive dude mm-hmm. has, why not cut him up into a bunch of different bits and scatter the bits? Yeah, or like like incinerate him. Mm-hmm. It's not like you haven't burned a body before. Mm-hmm. Like, my dudes. It's like the thing you do most often. Although we haven't seen them do it for a while, actually. No. I say that, but like, we haven't seen them do it for a while. No, Speaking they chose the no exit strategy. They did. I actually kind of love that. <laughs> Bury someone and hope that and they hope to hell. Yeah. Because the same thing happens with no exit. They're like, oh, we're going to dump a bunch of concrete in here and just hope that the salt line didn't move in the onslaught of fucking concrete. Speaking of things that we're seeing again. Yeah. It's the obligatory, we have to split up because we have different opinions on the solution to the season arc moment. Where Sam and Dean are arguing about what is the best way to solve the problem, and they decide that they're just both going to do their own thing. And then maybe they'll meet up later, I guess. This is something that, like, happens not every season, but usually, like, every other season. Where they're, Like, we had it in season one, Sam decides he's going to go look for John, and Dean's like, I'm going to go be tied up to be eaten by a scarecrow. Mm. You know, I don't think... Valid we, choice. I don't think we really had it in season two. At least not that I can think of. The top Sam of my head. wanted to have it in season two with Croatoan. Mm, yes, well, that's a bit different. And then Dean was like, yeah, nah. Well, that's a bit different. But yeah, so this is the season three version. Yeah. Um, and we, it'll keep coming up. They're very melodramatic, these boys. <laughs> I didn't really have anything else to say on that. It's just like worth tracking because they do it a lot where they're like, we can't agree on the best way to solve this problem. Guess we'll both just half ass different things. <laughs> I have a note and I can't work out what it's referring to. What's your note? It's 1524 shadowing. It's stuck between love that product placement and ears. So it's when they're with (laughs) Rufus. No, I know what this is because I almost made a point about it and then I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I should. It's to do with Rufus is talking to Dean and he's saying like, there's no happy ending for people like us. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because I nearly wrote that down as well and I was like, oh no, that's... I was like, I don't want to do that to myself. Thank you for explaining my own note to me. (laughs) You're welcome. 
But yeah, kind of foreshadowing. Yeah, that concept. I don't want to get too much into the finale right now because obviously we're a long way from it. But I will just very quickly touch on that concept for Dean, particularly, of there not being a happy ending for people like him. That concept of like, he's going to die on the yeah. job. He's going to die young. And yeah. like, that's something that we've seen in, in him yeah. from, from the get go. Yeah. That like mentality is something that sticks with him forever through the whole show. And like the tragedy, so much of the tragedy of the finale is that he'd finally cracked that. He was finally like, oh, I can actually have a life. And like I'm like, middle-aged now. Like, yeah, and then they were like, Maybe I'm oh, not going to die young on a job. And then they were like, huh, yeet. And well, so yeah, part of the inherent Biting. tragedy of that. <laughs> Literally, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Anyway, but yes, yes, it is sort of 15, 20 foreshadowing. Uh, and I hate that, but that's life. That's not a unique piece of fifteen twenty foreshadowing. No, okay. That's it. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's just um, it's. I mean, they weren't intending on it. No, at all at this point. But also, Sarah Campbell Hong Kong. <laughs> but no, so like kind of unintentional. Oh, a hundred percent unintentional. But like <laughs> twelve seasons ahead, hilarious, hilarious for us. Yeah. I wanted to quickly touch on the demon that they are torturing. Yes. Uh, sort of towards the top end of the episode. The, the beginning of the episode. That we just completely skipped. We completely jumped straight over. Yes. I think, love that for us. I love that for us too. I think the demon made a good point. There's actually going to be like a lot of people, I guess, things downstairs that are going to probably want to pop it and say hey to Dean. It's just a little extra something something, you know, that most people, most people who sell their souls don't get the deal that Dean has got. No. First of all, they get nine more years than Dean ever got. Mm. Second of all, a lot of the time they don't actually fully understand the gravity of their situation. And third of all, they don't usually, like, they're going to hell. That's bad enough. Dean's going to hell for, like, a meet and greet. Like, like this is specifically bad for him. Nine times out of ten, the people who make demon deals haven't sent a whole bunch of demons back to hell. Yes. And tortured them and made fun of them in the beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like any instance of Dean being in hell is just going to result in, like, a long line of demons just waiting to, like, have their shot, basically. Because the boy likes to meddle. <laughs> he's going hell, ain't he? Like, this shit's not working. Like, he's not finding, like, a special fucking oh, snowflake your, of a... This is your prediction. <laughs> <laughs> like at this point I, I think if they haven't even got like a promising lead to get him out of his deal and like their only thing is oh let's kill Lilith because Lilith holds the contract or whatever yeah like I don't think there's any way the writers can get them out of this one I think that they're probably just gonna send Dean to hell honestly like yeah easier there's a, <laughs> there's a writer's strike well there's your cliffhanger isn't it yeah like it's built in yeah Whack one of your characters in hell, it's fine. I mean, look, we'll talk about it or, after you've seen the next episode. But Or they could do it that the demons find out that he's been trying to welch on his deal, mm. which negates the deal. So Sam goes to hell and Dean lives. Ooh, that's a bit spicy. Yeah, because like, I've sort of been thinking of the deal as like, oh, yeah, well, if they welch, then Sam dies and Dean still dies anyway. Yeah. It's... Do the deal. But I guess that's not... But, like, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah. That'd be a fun twist. That actually would be a very fun twist. When the hellhounds start to come, they don't come for Dean, they, they come, come for, for Sam. Sam. 
Dude, that is like Dean's, like, that would be like a special brand of torture for Dean. <laughs> Welcome to the Dean Winchester Psychological Torture Chamber. <laughs> Literally though, like, because that would be his worst nightmare. Uh-huh. Is for Sam Because they he did all Sam this. die again. He did all this so Sam wouldn't die. Yeah. And then for him to live anyway and Sam to die because and he worked his fault on because, his deal. Dude, I love that prediction. I love that. Look. If there's one thing that I'm good at, it's finding ways to make shit more angsty. <laughs> so this is this is going filing under good supernatural that lives in Jamie's head. Yeah. Oh, I had a point. They they're talking about like how like fingerprints are from someone who died like centuries ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Here's the thing: there is no proof that fingerprints are actually a hundred percent totally unique. That's a spicy take. It's assumed that they're all 100% completely yeah, unique, I guess there's no but there's no actual definitive proof that they're, like... Yeah, you would have to have every single person... Person tested to confirm that... And they'd be, like, living or dead as well. Yeah, but, like, they've actually had cases where people have fingerprints that are so similar, they've attributed the fingerprints to the wrong person. Mm-hmm. Like, or it's like, isn't that that thing where, like, koalas... Think, like, the pads on koalas... Yeah pores look like human, human fingerprints. fingerprints and so yeah. they've been picked up at like yeah. crime scenes and stuff i mean i guess that's a specific australian that's a very, that's a very specific hey, australian look, we made problem. it like 50 odd minutes into the podcast without <laughs> mentioning we were australian and that's a new record for us and then like they double down and they say oh no ears are unique like fingerprints yeah i and tried I googling that <laughs> i don't know i don't know anything about ears specifically but i do know that the whole fingerprints are 100% unique. There are no two people in the world with the same fingerprints thing is maybe true, but also, like, there is a good chance that it's not. I have no knowledge in the area, so I can't really contradict or support your your argument, but I will say that I don't know a thing about the ears. I tried Googling it. I, I don't know Did if you I get was... some weird answers? No, it was just, it was talking about, like, UK noise complaints, and I was like, that's not what I googled. Ear identification. Ears, the new fingerprints, Hearing Health Foundation. I was, I just found the exact same thing. Oh, okay, so ears are actually unique to each and every person, so much so that they are comparable in uniqueness to the fingerprint. Huh, well, there you go. That's the Hearing Health Foundation's take. Let's see, UK. Earprint analysis, Wikipedia. Earprint analysis is used as a means of forensic identification intended as an identification tool similar to fingerprinting. Earprint analysis has also been successfully used to solve crimes in the UK and the Netherlands. There you fucking go. Okay, Bella, right. Yeah. She has a criminal record. Like, I'm assuming she has a criminal record because it is yeah. a file with the government. Yeah. <laughs> government. Weird. Weird sentence, yeah. From what they say, though, like, there's no actual evidence that she could be tied to her parents' car accident. It, it so might why... be unrelated crimes. Like, it, I mean, to be fair, she's dealing on the black market with, like, mm. occult items. Like, there's a heavy... And, like, stealing things. There's a heavy chance that she's been arrested for a theft or whatever. Oh. And it's just, like, they the information about her parents was just sent as part of, like, a backlogged file. Yeah. Her name was mentioned in the like, the case file or whatever for the yeah. accident. And so, like, whenever they got... It's just everything where her name is mentioned. Yeah, exactly. Is... Or it, it might be, like, when uh, Sam and Dean got arrested in The Usual Suspects 
and they're going on about Sam's like history, like with John and stuff. And yeah, you know, they're doing like background checking. Yeah, on like what happens in the like before life. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so it could just be like background information like that. I would assume that her actual criminal record is more like theft or like breaking and entering kind of thing, rather than or maybe even like tax fraud, <laughs> rather than you know anything else. I've got a couple more points, and that's about treating other people's stuff really badly. First up, Dean just straight up shoots through the hotel door. Like, oh, rude. yeah. Like, fucking rude as hell. And then Dean uses, not Dean, Sam uses the rental car to, like, run over the dude. Like, do you think the insurance fucking covers the damage? No, like, but I was kind of disappointed that he didn't reverse and do it again just for good measure. Um, like, what's this dude going to do? He's immortal, not super strong. I had a question about that because I... In the fight scene where Dean stabs him, yeah, he does appear to have like super strength because he yeah. like full on shoves Dean back. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't part of the fucking deal. Mm. If anything, this man's arm has only just been replaced because that's the part that he took off of this lady. Yeah. I was like, so that's going to be like quite tender. Yeah. You know, that's not going to be at full capacity. And he's body slamming Dean across the fucking room. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does have super strength as well. One more thing that I did want to point out was the phone screensaver when, like, the... Oh, it looks like the window. It looks like the window. <laughs> I thought that too. It's like Sam's on the phone and, like, he gets abducted or whatever, so he drops a phone and it's it like, just looks oh, like Windows the... XP. <laughs> there is a road in front of the hill, though, so it can't be... Because I did look. I was like, oh, that looks like the Windows hill, but... Subtle differences. Subtle differences. You know, that was all my points. In that case, because I think I'm pretty much tapped out as well... What would you give this episode a rating out of five? I'm going to give it two and a half out of five. That was what I thought you were going to say. Would have given it two, but it's got Bella, so it gets an extra well, half. Well, kill Bella off. <laughs> so it gets an extra point for having Bella, and it gets deducted another half a point for killer. Okay. I think 2.5 is fair. Like, honestly, Sarah Gabe will be letting us down with this one. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh. And it's just... Also, the second to last episode of the season, it just felt like a fucking filler. And I don't have a problem with filler episodes. I, I love filler episodes. A good filler episode is sometimes the best kind of episode. And I get that it's the writer's strike. Yeah. I get that times were tough. I get everyone's like stressed and whatever. They may, this may have been originally like, she may have planned to have this as a filler episode. Yeah. In episode 15 of a 22 episode yeah. season, which would have been fine. But it, yeah, it's like they were like, oh, we didn't think of a new idea. So I guess we'll just use this and keep it the same, even though it now doesn't make sense. But no, we're going to actually also shove in the little tiny bit of information they need to go into the next episode. Yeah. Because I'm assuming the next episode is then going to be like, oh, this is kind of predictions for later. But well, yeah, look, they're going to go on predictions for next week's episode. Jamie, you tell me. Uh, no Rest for the Wicked is the title. I'm assume they're going to go after Lilith. Yeah. Because why else would they give us that information in this episode? Like, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the way to get is to kill the demon who holds a bitch. Okay, so based on what you said earlier as well, so you think either Dean dies and goes to hell yeah. as per contract, or Sam dies as uh, sort of the repercussions of Dean breaking the deal. Yes, which but then Dean lives. Yes. So either way, you think one of them will be dead by the end of yeah. the next episode? So either one or both of them will be dead. Uh-huh. I think they're going to go try and find Lilith and see if they can kill Lilith to try and get out of the contract. That seems to be their last sort of... Considering that she is the demon that wants Sam's head on a silver fucking platter. Yeah. Interesting choice there, honey. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how many times have you called Sam desperate? Yeah. (laughs) You couldn't see the eye roll that Jamie just did, but believe me, it was there. 
I think a lot's going to happen next episode, but also, like, nothing's going to happen next episode. It's going to be one of those where it's, like... For a season finale, you think everything and nothing? Yeah. I find all season finales are kind of like that. Oh, okay. For Supernatural, at least. I guess so. I guess it depends on how you look at it. I am interested to see what you think once you've seen the next episode. I think it's going to be interesting. But anyway, that is a conversation for a later day. Okay, so if that is everything that you wanted to touch on predictions-wise, ratings-wise, episode general discussions-wise... Look, you tell me. Have I said enough words for this episode yet? (laughs) I I think you're good. If you would like to interact with us any further, you can always find Jamie over on Twitter at DriverPicksPod. I think it would be fun to go over there and have a chat with her about what impact Sam's demon blood would have had on our good old friend, the Doctor, if he had gone through with the eye transplant. I mean, there's Fuck not a man. lot of blood in the eye, but you've got to assume it's got some sort of... I mean, it's of... got capillaries. Like... And I mean, there'd be contamination, yeah, regardless. Yeah, like... And obviously something's happened with the demon blood later on because, like, you can't tell me that, like, three drops of demon blood as a baby is going to then go into full-scale vision. So, like, obvi- maybe the demon blood reproduces in, de- in Dean's system? Yeah, Dean's system. Yeah, that works. <laughs> no, maybe the demon blood, like, manages to, like, self-replicate. It's like, like cancer. A virus? Yeah, like a virus. So, like, it, like, okay, quick microbiology here but like so you're thinking that like the demon blood like a virus would like co-opt the ribosomes in sam's cells and like produce more of itself yeah like its own like it like it has it contains the dna for its own proteins and then it puts that in sam's like it's actually and then uses sam's cell mechanics to produce more yeah because otherwise like literal demon covid yeah (laughs) okay otherwise how the you can't tell me that demon blood is so powerful so that, like, potent. three drops as a fucking baby. Yeah. Not even three drops. I think one gets in his actual mouth. The others get on his face. This is so irrelevant. But have we talked about what would happen if you were a different blood type? To Sam or the doctor? <laughs> or the demon? <laughs> Sorry, that was not clear. I mean, like... The demon vessel that Azazel yeah. is, like, Azazel's yeah. vessel when he drops the blood in. Mm-hmm. First of all, he doesn't even put the blood in their blood. He puts it in his mouth, which yeah. is, like, different. So I don't know how that's supposed to work. But, like, assuming that the blood does sort of, like, get the contents of the blood, whatever is in it that makes it demonic, gets absorbed through your, like, intestines yeah. or your stomach or whatever, however, depending on what it is that it's being absorbed. Because you've got to assume that it's self-replicating. Otherwise, like anything else, it would just... It's like if you take a drug or something, right? It does eventually leave your system. So, like, Sam's little baby liver is, like, <laughs> processing the demon? I don't know. Yeah. I was just, like, wondering, like, if, if Sam's, like, type A blood. Yeah. Or, like, A negative or something. And, like, the demon's, like, B positive. Because, like, that's a problem, generally, if you're doing, like, a blood transfusion. That's... I don't know. The demon's being positive about it. Shocking. Anyway, this is anyway, so irrelevant. If you want to talk to Beth, you can interact with her on Tumblr at Driver Picks the Podcast. <laughs> and she's confused about all of it. Anything Literally. to do with the immortality, the doctor, the doing your own fucking organ transplant. Yeah, man, look. <laughs> That's fucked. If you've got any answers, even more <laughs> questions, send her, send her more questions. We can be confused together. Yeah. That honestly sounds like most of my interactions on a daily basis, so that's fine. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Hopefully we have you back next week for the season three finale, No Rest for the Wicked. Bye. Bye.